Welcome back guys. If you're watching on YouTube, you see him once again in another location with an in-person guest, my friend Erica Haley, right? Hi. Erica Haley. Um, and we are friends only because of the magic of Facebook. I don't know how we became friends on Facebook. I don't, I don't know when, but we know a lot of the same people. And it was funny. It was like, I'm all about vibes and the feeling I get. And you kept putting this thing out there. I don't even know what group you're in or what, but you just had this vibe where you're just plugging the world, right? And I'm like, hold on. Would you help me do this for the turkey trap? But, 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 but. And you've gone crazy. Like, yes. it's like amazingly so crazy for a free entry. Like, you, you, it's not a million dollars, by yeah, the way, but um, you've done that. I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're good at it. Thanks. And that's what's... You know, you're just this little social butterfly, or I don't know what you call it, but like I loved it. And then the other day, you posted something. It was like your before and after picture. And I think, you know, like the biggest thing that I work with with clients is so many people don't realize they're at rock bottom, and everybody's rock bottom is different. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't have to be as bad that you're in jail, right? But it can be like, for me, I was like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Where am I supposed to be? Here, okay, draw the map, boom, that's where I'm going. So you are big into running because you you guys are running all the time. But let's go back to your let's go back to your posts. So you posted okay. the other day something about fluffy, I think is is the word. <laughs> and so how long ago was that? So that was one year ago. Um, October I think 30th is whenever I started the journey that I'm on um, fitness wise. So and where were you? Where were you a year ago? Like so a year ago, I was I guess a year and a half ago, I was um, in a really bad relationship with a severe alcoholic. Um, And I was just I lost myself in that relationship. I was focusing on him. I'm a codependent, which I've learned over the last, you know, year and a half or so through my own recovery. Um, I, he was in AA and I was an Al-Anon, um, okay. which is support for friends and family of alcoholics. And so I worked those steps as well. Um, and so I started doing that recovery for myself. Um, I learned a lot about myself and gained the strength to get out of that relationship and then started focusing on the things that I wanted to do for myself. Um, and did you, were you drinking? I was not. So I drink socially. I don't have the disease of alcoholism. Okay. Um, and so I can have a drink or two and then just be done with it. Um, but for him, he has the craving of alcohol. So he, and the disease of alcoholism, which is completely different and something that I was not familiar with before that yeah. relationship. Um, and so I did learn a lot about the disease of alcoholism. And then again, the codependent side, which is me, um, through that and then just my fixing yeah. issues, you know, they come from that. So that relationship was a blessing in disguise just because it allowed me to learn a lot of things about myself that I wouldn't have had I not have gone through what I did. So, so then, okay, so you get out of the relationship. So I'm, I was working on getting out of the, the, the relationship last October. Um, and joint, you know, I had been in Al-Anon for about 10 months at that point. And, um, it was the back and forth, you know, we break up, we get back together kind of thing. Um, and so I had been through 
10 months of recovery um, and joined this fitness program and that was last October and I was like I'm gonna give myself eight weeks I had gained 30 pounds at that time I was just like I do not feel like myself I'm not comfortable in my own skin I'm not comfortable in my own clothes um, and something has to change so I was like I'll give myself eight weeks um, and I had seen another girl that I went to high school with get herself out of this similar situation with this program and I was like if she can do it I can do it you know um, and so I committed to myself for eight weeks through the holidays um, and I knew it was going to be hard just because Thanksgiving was coming up. I started on Halloween. It was actually October 31st that I started so I was like no Halloween candy for me. Um, and then yeah I did it through Thanksgiving and Christmas and by Christmas I had lost 20 pounds um, and gained some a little bit of muscle you know was working on wow. that. And, and how did you lose the 20 pounds? So I really changed my diet. Um, high protein, um, veggies and healthy fats. Basically I'd cut out, uh, I wasn't drinking. Um, obviously I've never really had an issue with that. So, uh, alcohol wasn't a part of it. Sugars, carbs, all of that was cut out. Um, and so changed my diet and then started doing, incorporating some strength training and, um, running as well. Cause I wanted to run my first half marathon. And so I started training last year for that. And at that time I could not run one mile without stopping. So, and now I'm, I'm running my first marathon in a week. So, wow. and all of that has happened in a year. So now do you think you, do you think you really changed or do you think you became the person who you needed to be? Do you know I mean like this I has always been in within you, you know? I think it has. And I think, again, in that relationship, I just completely lost myself. I was not bubbly. I wasn't happy. You know, I was just a shell of a person. Um, and I would just kind of felt like I was going through the motions. And ever since I've been out of that relationship and did my own healing, um, I feel more like myself um, and I'm and I just have the freedom to allow other people to be who they are and not allow them to control me which is what I was doing in the past is whatever other people's choices and decisions were I took personally and now I'm like no we're all on our own journey you know um, everyone's dealing with something yep. and so it's just kind of allowing them to have the freedom to live in that space and giving them the space to deal with and their own. Well, I think so many people, like what I hear a lot is like, oh, I wish I could do a triathlon, right? And it's not that they actually wish they could swim, bike, or run. They wish they had the discipline to commit to something. Yeah. And, and I'm like, so many people want to be that person at work who says they're training for something, but they're not. Like, you yeah. can tell. And I'm like, and, and like, this could, I mean, this is kind of where I've stopped being real nice to people because like, I, I tell so many people no. Like, there's like, oh, I just need this. I need to lose weight. I'm like, then just do it. Like, Google it. There'll be a million results. Like, just do it. But yeah. they don't want to, they think change is hard. Do they make it hard, you know? And it's just, like, I think people just have to do that one little thing to get it going. But everybody does what they want to do. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it is the mental aspect of it because whenever I was in that relationship, I had no energy to think about doing anything else. You know, I was dealing, I was in kind of a trauma bond type thing. Yes, exactly. And so I didn't have the mental capacity or ability or knowledge, I guess, to get out of it. And so that was the first step for me was 
recovery, you know, it was just identifying what the issue was and then getting the strength to get out of it and then be like, oh, okay, I've, I have the confidence now because I was able to get out of this situation. What else can I do? You know, um, that, that's in my experience. Um, and so I'll always say mental health is number one um, in finding the strength and ability to do something more like running. You know, if you have a goal to run a half marathon or a marathon or a triathlon, you know, whatever your goals are, I think that you have to have that mental aspect. So I think so many people, I, I think most 99 whatever need a goal, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And, and it could be that your goal is to, at the end of your life, be able to do what you want to do, check the mail, go for a walk, like, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Whatever it is, like, that's where it needs to be. Because, like, what I learned years ago was no matter what races I do now, it's not going to help me when I'm 80, right? Like, it's all the little things I'm doing. Yes. And, and it's just kind of crazy. But it's like, um, I heard this yesterday. Um, Sadaguru, he, he, this guy just spits out the most amazing things. He said, he's like, um, you, you need to be able to read your own owner's manual, right? And it's like, you need to understand your body, understand what you're feeling, understand what food mm -hmm. does to you, like understand you. Yeah. He goes, too many people on their deathbed decide, oh crap, I gotta read this and figure out what to, you know, it's like, it's too late. Yeah. You would not get a new phone and not know how to work it for a year. Like you're gonna know how to work it now. Yeah. Either watch a video or read a book or something. Like it's the same with, you know, anything new, you're gonna figure out how to, use that thing first, but we don't do that with our bodies. Yeah. And I've also said too for so long that so many people treat their cars better than they do their body. Mm -hmm. And you would never do that. And yes. then you go to the doctor, like fix what I've done over here with a pill. And it's like, it's yeah. horrible. Well, and one thing I have learned over the last you know year since I've been on this journey is to fuel my body. Just like you were saying with the car, like you have to put the right gas and the right oil in your car and whatever you're putting in your body is essentially the same thing. You know, how you're fueling your car and is how you're fueling your body. And so I'm, I used to fuel my body with fast food cause I'm single, I live alone, you know? And so I'm like, well, I'm not gonna cook for two, you know? So I'm just gonna go out and have Chick-fil-A every night, you know? And so that's where the weight would come from. Um, or have like chocolates here and there at work or just snack all day. Um, and that wasn't fueling me. And so since I started on my running journey, I'm like, okay, what's gonna fuel me to build the muscles that I need to strengthen you know, my body and fuel my body for the runs that I'm doing. Um, and so that's been a huge eye opener for me. And I think even just like slowing down and understand what you're feeling, like, I, you know, I mean, it's just so wild how the different environments and different climates and all that stuff can change your pace, your heart rate, oh, yeah. you know, and, you know, we had a guy um, just a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago in a triathlon that I was putting on in charge of and uh, he crosses the finish line, has a heart attack, dies right there. Oh, no. And initially I'm like, uh-oh. And I'm like, I, it was hot. So I thought, okay, this is just somebody else dropping from the heat, being dramatic, you know, and I would go test those people. I'm like, did you stop your Garmin? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're fine. This guy, <laughs> no. And it's so, you gotta stop yeah. The Garmin. <laughs> and I see this group of people in the finishing shoot and I go over there and they're doing chest compressions. I'm like, oh shit, this is real. Like this is now, this is not hot, you know? Yeah. And I tried to get the, car, the crowd back and there was 
people in line taking turns. So it was like these people worked out a system. Medical's there, but there's a system of people, you know, taking turns doing CPR. Five minutes later, the guy comes back. Oh, wow. Miracle, right? And so it's like, that is rare. It's a miracle. He gets the ambulance. He's like, I'm not going to the hospital. We're like, dude, your ribs are broke. You're going to the hospital. Oh, you know, goodness. like, come on. And then uh, he was in the hospital two weeks. He's alive. He's okay. Found out who he was. And when I, when I found him, I've known this guy for 30 years or whatever. He's done a lot of Ironman races. When I found out who he was, I was like, that's about right. You know, that makes sense that he would do it at that moment. But if that happened any other place in the course, there, he wouldn't yeah. have that attention. And it's funny, his time online says DNF. Oh, wow. How come? The defibrillator knocks out the timing system. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. But it just shows that, like, he probably wasn't, you know, in tune oh, with the heat and all this stuff. Like, it makes a difference. The guy was in his 60s, but it's just like, you got to know what your body's telling you. Yeah. And, you know, you're still at that age where you can get away with a lot of, you know, cheats and, you know, bad diets and stuff. I'm 55. I can't. My stuff's got to be dialed yeah. in or else it's going to be a very bad day for me, you know. But well, and even, you know, nutrition on your long runs, that's something that I've learned over the last year. Yeah. That wasn't anything that I'd ever really considered before. But having that nutrition makes a huge difference when you're on your long run. And, um, you know, you're starting to feel like, oh, I can't. You know, take another step and then you take a uh, some long run nutrition a gel or something and you feel like a burst of energy and it's like oh okay yeah <laughs> i can keep going well it's funny last year i did ironman i did it several ironman races last year and i accidentally took in 360 calories per hour on the bike i felt amazing i'm like oh wait a minute this must be my new number you know maybe i've been so short so long and when you're not eating enough you're burning muscle as fuel yeah. like your fat's not going to go till yeah. the very end you know but mm -hmm. yeah i've seen so many people just mess things up mess up a really good day yeah what's um what's the worst mistake that you've done while running or training um you have the poops or anything crazy no, I people mean, do like that. Stop, no, nothing <laughs> like, I mean, there's been porta potties <laughs> close yeah. enough. Um, but yeah, goose do, uh, do not set well with me. Um, yeah. And so that's just something that I know not to do. If I do have a goof, then my stomach is just, um, there's got to be a porta potty close. Um, but as far as the worst thing, I don't know. I mean, this training, because uh, I started training again last October for my first half, um, and then my first full is going to be in a week but as far as everything's gone really well um surprisingly uh i mean in 2019 i got a stress fracture on the head of my femur just because i Eesh. went out too way too fast up, every up single hip? run it was like in yeah. my groin area um and they're like that's a really weird place to get that and i'm like well leave it to me <laughs> you know um and so i took a couple years off of running then and um yeah, you're, but you're back now. I'm back. Yes, I know. I finally ran my first half in February, uh, right after my 35th birthday. And then I wanted to train after that for a full marathon. A year ago, I was like, people that run full marathons are insane. Yeah. And here I am. Well, I, I did my first one in Austin and then did my second one six days later at Cowtown. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. I don't what? need to do a marathon. Yeah, that was dumb. But like one done, it's like one 
thing that, that I just remember. Insane. Yeah, I've been doing this for over 20 years. But up, I mean. Or in pained up, I was pained up. But one time, um, this is a dumb thing I've done, is in Lubbock, but right before our half Ironman, like the day before, they, the guys at the expo handed me a brand new pair of shoes, same kind I wear, no big deal. They're Newtons, right? And but you never run in them before? Never run in them, never even worn them. Ooh. I can usually go 13 miles without wearing socks. No problem. Okay. It runs 13 miles. But the brand new pair of shoes, they changed the upper a little bit. I was so bloody at mile three. My heels are just like bleeding out. And I'm like, no. this is now a horrible mistake. I, didn't, I forgot my socks. Like I didn't have anything. And it's like 100 something degrees. Like it's, yeah. And I was like, yep, that was my super dumb thing. So it's like. I haven't had anything like that yet. I'm not saying that. Well, I will say this. <laughs> I so feel like I'm pretty early in my training. Men, men, only been a year. men in general are pretty dumb. We're dumb. And y'all as females are much smarter and you're, you're more planned out. You know what I mean? Like I've seen your pictures of your nutrition, like you're planning <laughs> stuff out. Like, but you're, you're, um, yeah, I think you're just on a really good trajectory of this being better, getting better. You know what I mean? You're just, you're doing it. Well, but like, where do you think you're going to be doing in like five years in this space? I don't know. And that's something that I'm just kind of like taking it as it comes. I think um, it's something big. Well, thank you. You know, yeah, I, I just, feel it. I don't know. Um, again, a lot has happened in a year that I didn't expect. Um, a lot just, good. Oh, yes. A yeah. lot of great things. Um, and just the people in the community that I'm in that I've connected with are just such incredible people. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I didn't even know this existed. You know, yep. I was just living in this like dark place, really, that prior to joining this community. And uh, I'm just like, there's a whole world out there. There's so much potential um, for growth and uh, just development, personal development and everything. Um, and so it's just been a very exciting year. Um, as far as what the next five years holds, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm just looking forward to connecting with more people. Well, I think I always tell people this, if you can figure out how to tell your story, you make a million dollars telling your story. And it's just a matter of figuring out what that is. Yeah. But I think it's like, it goes back to that relationship, getting out of it. Like, People don't have to run, like that's not it, but no, yeah. it's something that takes your time and yes. it does release endorphins, you know what I mean? Like there's mm -hmm. so much there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're, you, you've got something. I don't even know what it is, but I feel it <laughs> oh, and thanks. I'm like, it's coming, like your big thing is coming. Thank you. I love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah, paying for it, but either. it's coming. Yeah. I think so many people focus on the outside first and not the inside so like mentally the food the water all that stuff you drink the cokes alcohol affects physical mm -hmm. i mean you you what have you noticed like when you started changing your diet like didn't you yeah so as far as the you know what you you're, we're putting in our bodies i think that um with alcohol being a depressant it depresses you um and then for me, I was feeling my body with junk. And then once I started feeling my body with um, whole foods is when I started noticing a difference because I had energy. I had energy to work out. Um, I had energy to continue to show up for myself. Um, I had energy to have a, or I had a clear mind because of what, the things that I was putting in my body were whole foods. And um, I was feeding my body instead of just putting junk in it and adding to the fat 
and depressing, um, you know, or depression that I felt like I was in at the time. Yeah, and it, it, like years ago, I became plant-based. Okay. Only because I heard a guy on a podcast who was an expert, didn't know he's an expert, he's a friend of mine, I'm like, holy crap. And so he just made the statement, all cancers tied to animal products. Roger that. I understand I can be healthy and get hit by a car in five minutes, right? I get that, that's life. Yeah. But then it was like the year later, I coached a guy at Ironman Texas and he had stopped drinking. And in, when you coach an Ironman, you start drinking in the afternoon. And I remember sitting in my hotel room, half drunk, drunk, by myself. It's one or two in the morning. I thought, I've spent half my life drunk. I'm done. And that was it. Never yeah. looked back. And then all of a sudden, my body just changed. It's like, whoa, I started to feel better. Like, it's like, you can't imagine how much, like, alcohol really dulls how you really feel. And I was doing it. That was self-medicating. I was a master at that. Yeah. But I think I think so many people do that too, especially just today. Yeah. Because my eyes have been opened from that experience that I was in, of how many people cope with alcohol, um, and alcohol turns to sugar. I believe. Yeah. And so, you know, that's something. And sugar feeds cancer. My mom has breast cancer. Inflammation. And, yeah. Yes, and that's something that we've learned through that process is sugar feeds cancer, you know, and just the importance of overall health and fueling your body with, you know, proteins, whether animal or plant-based, um, and then vegetables, healthy fats. We don't need all the carbs, you know, um, carbs, yes, but not, you know, chips and salsa every single meal. Well, and I think it's like on the mental health side of it, that's kind of like, like that's, your story, like you were, you were in this very bad place that you, you can say now it wasn't that bad, or it yeah. was bad, but there's someone else listening to you right now who is maybe the bad or worse, they're gonna go, oh, okay, I can just, I can come out of this. And then, you know, like I said, it takes seven days for alcohol to get out of your system. Once it does, you're like, whoa, I just, so I'm seeing pain. different colors. I'm seeing, you know, it's like a filter on a phone. I just took them off. Like you just yeah. see differently, you think differently. And I joked, I was like, when I stopped drinking, I lost my game. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to talk to women now. You know what I mean? It's like, I just didn't know what to do. And, and, and it's like, you just, you just change, but you change for the better. Yeah. And I do think alcohol is like, for 99% of the people, it's poison. Like it's not oh, yeah. good. It is toxic. Yeah. 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 And, and I think, you know, people just need to be in touch with what they're thinking and feeling. And like I, I used to always say, I would figure out my problems either on a run or on the bike. I'll solve my problems when I get on the bike for six hours. You know what I mean? Because you're just thinking of nothing but your safety, you yeah. know? So it's like, we don't think about, you know, how to be happy. We just think about why we're not happy, yeah. you know? And well, I think- the endorphins that are released whenever you are on a run or on a bike ride, you yeah, know? Yeah. That, um, I don't know the exact chemical makeup, you know, how it all works together, but you know, whenever you're fueling your body and then you have the energy to work out, then the endorphins are getting released, you know, and it's just like this whole chemical thing that happens that now your happy endorphins are being um, like created or again, yeah. I don't know the terminology yeah, of yeah. it all, but you know, well, that. And even when I like made my, my transformation, I was like, okay, now I'm gonna live to be 100, right? And, and I spoke to this group uh, last year or so, 
I was like, the top three things you need to live. Number one is air. You can't go three minutes without air, right? Number two is water. You can't go three days without water. Number three is food. You go 30 days without food, you're dead. But what do we focus on first when it's time to get healthy? Food. Yeah. How much air do you breathe? You know I mean like that? Those things make a big difference. And then the water, like you gotta put those in order. Now we have other things of you yeah. know what life quality that come into play too. But yeah, I just think um, people need to understand. I think once you're in touch with your your mind and what you're feeling, even your runs are better. Like yeah. you're either feeling it that day or not, you know? Yeah. So, and not every day is perfect. Yeah, and this is <laughs> like, how it's supposed to be. Yes, and it's the habits I think that are created too. Um, just the habits that create the discipline um, or is it discipline that creates the habits? Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> regardless, that was something that whenever I started, I was just like, it's just one day at a time. I just have to wake up today get in my workout, follow this meal plan, and then show up and do it again tomorrow. You know, yep. and the first couple of weeks were a struggle because that wasn't, you know, what I was used to. And I was just like, golly, I want sugar. I want, you know, I want, yeah. I want Chick-fil-A. I want, you know, whatever the fast food was. But um, again, I had proved to myself that I could mentally come out of something. And so I was like, I can get myself out of this hole. And that was my whole thing and just sharing my story um, in the beginning was I was like, I just want to provide hope to somebody and help somebody that's in a situation like this because and once I started sharing, I started getting messages from people that were like, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with the exact same thing. And I'm like, I never would have known that. Yeah. You know, because alcoholism is something that people I feel like hide and suppress because they don't want to out their um, addict, you know, because they're like, well, I don't know if they're an addict or not kind of thing. Um, and I'm like, well, if you're struggling, if that's you're all questioning that matters. It. Yeah. yeah. And two, the addict is the only one that can say that whether they're an alcoholic or not, you know, you can't call them that. But I'm like, if you're noticing that your life is spiraling out of control, then you need to take control of that. That's yeah. not, you know, I mean, you have to dig yourself out of it kind of thing. You can't blame the other person. And that's one thing that I'm like, I will never blame him for my issues. It was through the situation that I was in with him that I started, my issues came to light. When you have to be thankful to that. for that to be Very here. Very thankful, yes. To be here. Yes, yeah. Um, so last thing, what is your go-to pose? Like my go-to pose? Like when you're taking pictures and doing all that, like your pose? I'm completely into this. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, like my go-to pose is always this. Like I'm always holding my arms out yeah. like this. Like a big hug. Yeah, like I just want to show people how ridiculously long my <laughs> arms are, you know, so I'm doing that. That's always my go-to pose, but yeah, anyway. I love I, it. No, I think mine's been this lately, just with the eager to run stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what we all pose, so. Yeah. Like, now do you oh, want, do, hands? do you want people to find you on the socials? Yeah. Your, your group, your. Of course. Okay, cause we'll, I'll put it in the notes and okay. people can click and find you. And, yeah, anyone can find me, message me, whatever. If you have any questions or um, feel like, you know, you need help with substance, um, with someone that's struggling with substance abuse or anything like that, um, or just finding motivation and determination to work out or eat right, I'm happy to help and talk to you and message you. Um, anything. My yeah. Instagram is ehaley222. That's me everywhere. So I'll put, I'll put links in there. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> watching all of it. Awesome. Thank you.